At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all-new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Main man Vincent Goodwill is here with me. He just wrapped up the Good Word with Goodwill podcast that he does on Yahoo. So he warmed up for your boy. You all, you all ready to go? You already in your groove? So let's hit the ground running. Um, you know a lot about me, Vinny. You know uh, a lot of my innermost secrets. I don't know if you know my favorite hip hop act. I might even say my favorite musical act of all time. You know my favorite hip hop act is. Notice I said act. Well- Group. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, I guess since it's, since Black Thought is your favorite rapper, you got it. See, right? you know me well. Right. I may you know me well. So Black Thought's my favorite MC. He's my goat MC. The Roots are my favorite act. So you can imagine how hype I was to hear this in-season tournament anthem starring LL Cool J, backed up by the Roots with a, uh, a rendition of LL's "I'm Gonna Mama Say Knock You Out." And I mean, it got it got me going. I mean, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in on this. And so it got me to thinking, man, because you know, I, I like the anthem. I love the anthem. You had me at the roots. Um, I like the the courts. I do like the courts. Some people think they're an eyesore. I actually do like the courts. Um, so I like the marketing around the in season tournament, aka the NBA Cup. I love what you, how you put it in your, one of your recent Yahoo columns. You said the NBA wants you to see it, hear it, and feel it. So let me ask you, NBA uh, historian, NBA uh, protector, uh, NBA mind that you are, because you always look at the big picture when it comes to the association. Are you feeling? I know it's only been a weekend. I know it's only been, you know, it just started. But so far, are you feeling the end season tournament? Well, it was competitive games on Friday. You know what I mean? I think that's the important thing that we can all, we all have to make sure that you can't get lost in all of this. It's not just Vegas on December 7th through the night, which I'm really, really annoyed by, mind you. Okay. Cause it's a few days after my birthday wow. and I'm not trying, I'm not trying to go to Vegas for work. Why not? I'm not Why a Vegas not? guy. I'm not a Vegas guy. Okay. Wait a second. Don't lose your train of thought. All right. Let's, let's, digress for a second if we may okay okay so i i I wasn't a vegas guy either for the longest time i never went to vegas i may have gone like once or twice for work in the first 40 years of my life but the last three four years of my life i go to vegas every chance i get and i know you're not a big vacation guy in general but i thought you were evolving in that respect why would somebody complain about an opportunity to get a paid trip to vegas on the company dime for work Right after his birthday. That sounds like a perfect opportunity for shenanigans. In fact, I may even come. When I saw Dame Lillard said, I'm just trying to get to Vegas, first person I thought of was you. It's like, I bet you Vinny is too. That's another benefit to this in-season tournament is the semifinals and finals are in Vegas. How could you not be excited about this, dude? Hell, I'll go to your place if you don't want to go. Because here's the thing. You just said it. You get to go to Vegas and work. You know what that means? It means you got to work. Like, you ain't going on a vacation. You ain't going just to kick it. You are going to work. You're doing in a, in it wrong. You, I thought you loved Summer League. Where'd you think that at? Didn't, didn't, I, that's, I thought that was like your, I thought that was your Super Bowl. Like, if you're at the no. height of your powers and your networking power. The, the league is converging on Summer League. It's a nice vibe. The Thomas and Mack Center is popping. All, all your sources there, and you're in Vegas. I'm sorry. I got the, I, maybe, I, maybe I'm mistaking you for somebody else. Maybe there's another Vincent Goodwill 
an NBA savant insider that I thought loved being at Summer League in Vegas. What you got against Vegas, old man? It's just excess. That's all. I ain't, ain't old man. It's just excess. It's too much. I don't okay. gamble. Like I'm not. I'm not ah, about to throw. Okay. I'm not about throwing my money where you know <laughs> I can't get it back. You know what I mean? And I know that you've come around on such things because we have a mutual friend who has indoctrinated you into such things. I, I, all right, cool. That's I have fine. Been known to, I have been known to lose a few dollars on a blackjack table. Yes. Yeah, but better to lose a few dollars on a blackjack table than to lose it on a different type of table. Right. All right, cool. <laughs> okay, they right? got those types of tables in Vegas too. They got exactly, those types exactly. of tables in Vegas too, you know? Exactly. And, and, I, look, and I don't look at it as a loss. That's an investment. You're investing in somebody else's future or their present, <laughs> as as the case may be. It's an investment. And when it comes to the idea of losing your losing money in Vegas, if you go into Vegas for work, to me, it looks it's like you could look at it as, oh, I'm losing Yahoo's money indirectly. You know, like you earn it and you can lose it, right? It's like, do it, you break it? It's a way to break even. You, whatever you earn in Vegas. Yeah, you, you, you figure out how to make that work on an expense report, okay? You let me know how, how that <laughs> manages itself, okay? No, I don't but, mean literally. I don't mean literally charging to the game. I mean, whatever you're getting paid to work in Vegas, you can look at it as like, okay, I'm here to work, but I'm also here to play with the money that I'm earning, which you, which you, you earn your money for sure. No, I'm just Vegas is just like I wanted to go see Usher at a point, but I just could never get the like the right weekend to go do it and everything else. And now it's about to end like, all right, whatever. But that Vegas is just not my jam. So going there, we got go to get, and... get you there. We got to get you. You got to do it right. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go there. And kicking and screaming. I'm not even like I'm not like Danny Ocean. I don't it ain't my town or nothing like that. But it's like when we go, we're going to do it right. We will have a good time. If I don't come to the the NCAA, NCAA, the NBA in-season tournament, semifinals and finals. If I don't get a chance to make it out there, because I may not, um, I am going to be there for the Super Bowl. God willing, and the creek don't rise. You should come oh, yeah. for the Super Bowl. Oh, I didn't think about that. Ain't, ain't that going to be super, super busy considering how condensed Vegas, downtown Vegas is? Probably, yeah. Yeah, it'll, 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 be, it'll be crazy than usual. I went for the draft a couple of years ago. Draft was wild. The NFL draft was wild in Vegas. Um, and you'll be in Detroit for the draft in April. Am I? Maybe. All right. Yeah, right. you're in Detroit. Yes, I'll be in Detroit. I'll, go, I'll come to see you in Detroit. Yes. Well, <laughs> I might be going for the playoffs. Who the hell knows? Like, that. that exactly. That's, all that stuff is happening. All but right. To your so, back luck, to the, NCAA, the, uh, circle, the NBA circling tournament. Circling back. Yeah. I keep saying NCAA circling. tournament. That's the second time I did that. <laughs> the in-season tournament. <laughs> back to the in-season tournament. I, yeah. was a huge, I was a huge skeptic. Um, and the league knows I was a huge skeptic because in the, in the, in the league also, Mike, reminded me I was a huge skeptic of the play-in for which I had to eat crow and say, you know what? This is really, really good. Mm -hmm. But I'm also a traditionalist, like in a, in a general sense, 82 games for playoff rounds, like the way that this thing has sort of modernized itself. I'm not talking about traditional traditionalist 1968. I'm saying traditionalist as far as like reasonably the modern game. But I will say this, if it gets teams to play hard, or play harder. If it almost gives you, I'm I'm curious, Mike, if it if it makes teams play harder and you wind up seeing the two teams that wind up playing in the finals, playing in the NBA Cup, maybe we can have some type of connective tissue and say, okay, we were getting sent a signal that we didn't know about. Like if we see Boston and Denver, let's just say if it's Boston and Denver, we see Boston and Denver in the NBA Cup in a game that teams are playing harder than usual for in early December for some mythical trophy and a whole lot of money for a lot of people on the line, then it winds up being a success. In the meantime, every Tuesday and Friday, with the exception of election day being tomorrow, then you've got teams that are playing in these groups. It feels very soccer-ish, but as long as it's competitive, Mike, that's all I care about. The courts are a bit much for me, right? They're a bit much... But a little I too understand loud. a little too shenane for me. You know what I mean? Just a just a wee bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I understand the goal. I understand 
that when you go back and you look at highlights, like, you know, someone puts forth like a, a mixtape for a certain player and he does a certain move in that, in that floor. So they're like, oh yeah, he did that on the in-season tournament. Like he put some extra sauce because it was, it was this game on this night and it meant a little bit more. I'm cool with that. And the NBA sent me a bottle of Hennessy in a care package. I was package. about to ask you. I saw the little care package that you got that you got hooked up with. Okay, not, not everybody is big time enough to get that. But w- what was in it? It looked like there was some John Wick type gold coins from the Continental or something. What, those, what was, those are what those was are in that those thing? are those that's those are chocolates. They they look like, oh, like okay. chips. You know what I mean? They yeah. look like chips, but they have team logos on it. So if you like chocolate, what else was in it? And I saw that flex. Yeah, chocolate. You said they sent you Hennessy. How it was, stereotypical it was, it of them, but Hennessy. that's okay. But Hennessy, <laughs> Hennessy is a sponsor. Hennessy is the okay. official sponsor of the okay, NBA, okay. so you can get that. I, if I'm drinking cognac, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm drinking Remy Martin, and if I'm drinking alcohol these days, I'm probably drinking red wine or bourbon. But I'm sure we'll find a home for. The Hennessy VS. I, I'm I'm not turning that. I'm not. I'm looking, looking at this picture you posted. Uh, they sent you some cranberry. Uh, some that's, shot that's glasses. The that's the mix. Okay, okay. So they so basically they they, they buying your affection. Uh, I'm not mad at them. <laughs> my, I must be cheap. If you buy my affection with some Hennessy and cranberry and some Starry or whatever, it's a nice whatever box. This is like a a, a, a a Jordan defining moments pack box. Damn near. That that is that is it is. I mean, look, what it says is, and starting with your point about the roots in LL, they are putting a lot into this. They want people to know that it's important to them. They've let the players know it's it, it better be important to you. Like this is one of those things where it's not even just, if you oh, don't understand business. it, <laughs> right? Co- like co- even, comprehension is not a requisite for cooperation. <laughs> no, this this is one of those things that says if look. Y'all done, lack of a better phrase, around if you want to. That's what the, that's yeah. what basically <laughs> I think this says. Mess around yeah. if you want to. So you see teams putting forth a little more. You saw Steph with a game winner in Oklahoma mm-hmm. City on Friday night. The the goal ten, not goal ten thing. Not to say that they're going to be playing guys forty forty five minutes, but if it if you do something that means a little bit more, and from December to maybe you know, the midpoint of January or whatever it is, or or right after Christmas, there's like a dead spot. All right, cool. But you got another two full months of regular season basketball where leading into the play-in where it's going to feel important. Maybe not important as the NBA Cup, maybe more important, but I give the NBA points for effort. I'm just curious mm-hmm. if you're just messing around with the integrity of the regular season a little too much. Well, you know, I mean, it counts toward the standing. So, I, yeah, but I, I'll, I'll give, but I, but I do want to actually mess around with the integrity more so. And here, here's why. So, this really all comes back to when you couple this with the player participation policy. This mm-hmm. all comes back to the desire to make the regular season matter. Because I would say, right now, you correct me if I'm wrong, because you way deeper in these NBA streets than I am. It goes mm-hmm. postseason, off season. Regular season <laughs> is the ranking when it comes to the NBA, and so what the NBA is 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 trying to make happen. If the players care more about the regular season, then the fans will in turn care more about the regular season, right? So not only do we want you to play if you're healthy, but now we're giving you this in this in season tournament. Where again, even if you don't really know what it is or, or or know how it works, you know it's something. Like the players are struggling to explain it. They just know that okay, this is this is a, this is important. Like you just said, it's important to the league. There's something going on here. I would advocate for, and again, you reference this in your column. Uh, you said perhaps the league could revisit the possibility of the winning team guaranteeing itself a playoff spot, or even picking its opponent once the playoffs begin. But for now, money and pride are what's at stake. So there's a there's a prize pool of money for a bunch of multimillionaires. I don't know how much that's going to motivate them to play hard or take this uh, more seriously. Um, but what would make them take it seriously is if the stakes were higher, if the stakes did somehow affect in a reasonable way, Vinny, uh, mm-hmm. the postseason. So maybe 
You know what it kind of reminds me of? It reminds me of, uh, you know, he got ripped for this. He got ripped for a lot of things, but, you know, this uh, among them. Bud Selig, um, when he had the MLB All-Star game deciding home field advantage in the World Series, remember the whole this time it counts Mm -hmm. thing? It's like Mm -hmm. I get what he was trying to do, right? And so for me, it's like if we could make the NBA Cup, somehow marry the NBA Cup, make it independent of the actual regular season standings in such a way. And I, I, I'm, I'm thinking out loud here. I'm just spitballing here. I haven't you you are going galaxy brain. I feel like, I feel like you're going, I feel like you're going Martin and boomerang right now. But, but and then the black ball and the white ball knocks the black ball completely off the table. Right? So I'm trying to get you here. So if, if, if we, if we could make the NBA cup, the in-season tournament somehow independent of the standings in such a way where there is, uh, there are, there are greater stakes attached. Because the thing that the players do care about is the playoffs. That's where your legends are made. They care about the po- they care about the postseason. So if somehow this NBA Cup can affect the postseason, in addition to or in a way that the regular season standings do not, without being too gimmicky, too fluky. I think it could add to the intensity. Does that make sense? Like, it just needs, in short, we need bigger stakes. It can't just be money and pride and, you know, LL Cool J and Roots Anthem and colorful courts and city edition jerseys. Like, there's got to be something else at stake to make the players truly care about it, to make it matter, and therefore to make the consumers care about it. Yeah, but I think, I, I think I'll, the only issue I have with what you said is, is you're separating it from the regular season. I don't want to shorten it from 80 to complimenting. I, no, no, not complimenting. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I don't mean, I don't mean reduce. I'm sorry. Let me make that clear. Thank you. I don't mean reducing the number of games. I mean, the final results of the NBA cup resulting in or yielding some sort of reward relative to the postseason. So I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, like you mentioned, whether it, whether it's an automatic qualification, picking your opponent uh, home court when you otherwise wouldn't have it. I, I don't know something to make the, 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 these tournament, this in season tournament matter more than just what is it? Uh, uh, you know, half a million dollars. Yeah. Well, Hey, never discount the cheapness of NBA players because a half a million dollars, a they'll do it for the guy. It goes a long way in bench. Vegas. It goes well, <laughs> that, that too. Right. But it also, it goes a long way towards the guys at the end of the bench. The guys who aren't making, you know, it's almost like the NFL now where you got the quarterback making a lot of money and then you got a lot of guys sort of on the Mm -hmm. downside of the roster not making a lot of money. So if it's spread across equally, that means a lot to that second round draft pick who's not even not playing, but you're going to do it for your teammate. You're going to do it for your guy or the guy on that veterans. Think about it, how what it would do for Russell Westbrook, who's on a veterans minimum deal, making maybe around two million dollars or something like that. Russell Westbrook, I get your point. You know what I mean? That's I get sort of your point. I think I think Russ has made plenty of money, but I got you. Okay, I, I hear what you say. What? Right. What? Hey, okay, put it like this: There's a line that Terrence Howard gave in the Best Man and the the famous card playing. I know scene. what it is. <laughs> okay, so you so you're gonna you're gonna take that word out and, and replace money. So the only thing better yes. than some some money is some new money. It's more it's money. <laughs> it's more money. money. New money. All right, I okay? got you. I got you. Do your okay. research. All right, I can we tell here. you. We, we, we here. Yeah. Yep, we here. Now, for the playoff thing, and I've suggested something like that to the NBA, where it's an automatic bid, and they say, "Well, what would stop a team from basically just tanking it for the rest of the way?" I said, "I don't think a team would do that, but point taken." And then someone also suggested, "Well, give them an extra lottery pick or extra draft pick." And I said, "That doesn't make sense. A player wouldn't do that." so someone else could come and take his job. Like, you're not going to play hard so the franchise could get better. So for mm-hmm. you to come in and try to get somebody younger and cheaper than me, like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I think maybe, and the NBA has kind of messed around with picking your opponent. They've kind of bandied about I felt like that's been, that's been murmured. Like, I don't think it ever got mm-hmm. anything serious, but I do think it was something that was lightweight discussed several, several years ago. Maybe it's something mm-hmm. that you should revisit because then you know what happens? It means Milwaukee last year. Let's say the NBA Cup happened last year, right? And Milwaukee wins the NBA Cup by virtue of, let's just say, they were the best team in the regular season. Do you think there's anywhere on God's green enough that Milwaukee Bucks would have picked the Miami Heat 
in the first round of the playoffs last year, they would have went f- as far away from that franchise as possible. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And that changes the that changes the playoffs. That changes sort of, oh, okay, y'all avoiding us? All right, you're going to have to come, you know, the line of next Friday. Either you're going to come see me or Damon going to come see you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's what that comes down to. And I think I think there's a matter of intrigue there that, that makes the fans care. Because I don't know if it's about the players caring as much as you're saying we want the fans to care because they're trying, they haven't named the NBA. But, Cup. The, fa- want- but the fans take their cue from the players. Agreed. But I don't think the players don't care about the regular season. I think we as a media and as a basketball culture go and tell people that the regular season okay. doesn't matter. I you're think right. that's you're us. Right more than that's the basketball players. Because nothing else, dudes don't want to go out there and get embarrassed if they see a dude coming at their neck because the game means something to them. Your competitive juices are going are going, are going to rise, in my opinion. No, you're absolutely right about that, man, because it's like we definitely do not celebrate the dudes who entertain us for 82 games or the majority of 82 games. Uh, we define people's reputations solely based off of what they do or don't do in the playoffs. And to me, there is no greater uh, representation of that than James Harden, who we will get to later in this conversation. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. But I do want to stay... I want to pivot ever so slightly off of this in-season tournament talk with the in-season tournament game that you will be covering next Tuesday in Oklahoma City. You are going to watch two unicorns face off in Victor Wimbanyama and Chet Holmgren. I actually want to start the conversation with Chet, who... It's almost like, uh, you know, listen, I don't want to put a cap on what he might be able to accomplish, but it's almost like he's already uh, Carmelo Anthony (laughs) and with all due respect, you know, Dwayne Wade or Chris Bosh to Wimby's LeBron James, or he's, you know, Carl Malone or, 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 you know, Patrick Ewan or Reggie Miller, just born at the wrong time. They were born in the era of Michael Jordan. Like, or, or, or am I selling Chet short? Like, is Chet – you can be that look like, wait a minute, Chet is right there. Is Chet right there with Wimby in terms of his career prospects? No, no, that's, I, not, that, I, that's, that's not the look. Oh, okay. That wasn't the look. The oh, look. That what was the look, look. for? The why, look why was saying look? Carl Malone was born at the wrong time. Carl Malone could have been born in any area. He still would have been a choker. Okay. <laughs> Touche. Touche. I met, I met everybody who was, who was playing when Michael Jordan was playing. But Touche. Bad example. But no, man, I just saw you, you mentioned the, the Warriors-Thunder game the other night. Check goes for 24, eight rebounds, five assists, uh, a steal, and a block in his six games. Seven and nine from the field, two of two from three, eight of eight from the free throw line. And, that, and those numbers don't really uh, do justice to his impact. Uh, because the thing with, with, uh, with Chet was supposed to be like, oh, yeah, defensively, he'll be a difference maker. Offensively, we'll see. Like, yo, the dude has got it at both ends. So, like, I want to focus on Chet. My point was that he's kind of overshadowed. Like, yo, he's a rookie, too, and he may not be much of a rookie of the year race, but he's a pretty damn good rookie in any other year when, when there's not a Victor Wembanyama. Well, to start off, remember uh, during the Super Bowl, they would have those commercials, and I think they they would be called Bud Bowl, the beer commercials, like Bud Bowl. I remember the one, Bud, Bowl. Bud Bowl. Yeah. Oh, that's so, a throwback. So I, I remember them joints. That, right. I feel like we should start that. You should start that up and call it Skinny Bowl. Right. We got we got Big Slim and Vic, and we got Chet. Yep. And I need to come with a nickname for Chet. But I'm not I'm not doing this Wimby thing because that sounds too much like Gumby, and I feel like that's super lazy. So oh, Vic I have a, Slim. I have a nickname. 
What's, what's Big Slim? Is that is wait? wait oh, I'm sorry. That, wait, is that, Big Slim your official him. nickname? That's what you that's call him. That's my official. Can nickname. I workshop one with Slim. you? Go ahead. Go ahead. Can I workshop one with you? Can I? You okay. mind? If I, I, look, see, are we in a are we in a trust tree? Are we in a nest? We, we in a trust are we tree. We in a safe space. All right. I'm gonna workshop one with you. Think about it. All right. What about there? Wait. It even saw corner before. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, this, that's this a, is that's, terrible. That's the problem that's with a bad shopping. Sign. That's a bad sign. That's a bad <laughs> sign. Because I can't even say it and feel good about it. All right. <laughs> what about SMH? What about SMH? I'm SMH. Bro, your face, <laughs> your, face, your face was priceless just now. It's like, like you actually thought about this. And somebody once said, if it takes you longer to explain it than to do it, it's not a good idea. So, all right. I'm saying, like, and the reason I was inspired to come up with that shit was because, like, every time I watch Big Vic, Big Slim, Wimby, whatever you want to call him, I'm just, I'm, this is me the whole time. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I, I, not only have we never seen, I don't think we've ever imagined somebody who does the things that he does at that size, at that speed, at that age, this early in his NBA career. He, he well, defies description. He's incomparable. I'm not, I'm, I'm glad KD was like, he's his own guy. He's incomparable. Yeah. He's a 7'4 guard. <laughs> so that's why I came up with SMH. Is that, I know that was, you that saw, was bad. You, know, just, was, was you, bad. Saw, you saw like Darius after, um, <laughs> He first got a taste of Nina, and uh, she describes descri- he she defies description. She, she put she put the sataria, the mumu, she, she, she put it on the me. bondada. She put it on me. <laughs> I was in there you, you cooking. Know, right. I was in there cheese cooking. omelets, omelets. <laughs> something something that I don't know how to make, mind you. But I'm gonna I'm figure that out. I'm gonna figure out how to make omelets. I, I, no woman. But has you ever understand given where I'm me. coming from. I get Nobody's you. Ever made here's, you. Okay. Here's yeah that. Story for another day. Yeah, a story okay. hopefully for a future day, right? But Big Vic or Big Slim, I compare him to Jason SMH. Voorhees. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you <laughs> you stick with that, right? You go with that. I compare oh, him to Jason bad. Voorhees, right? Like, you know you know how Jason, like the, the black dude, thought he was like on box Jason to death or whatever it was. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you're, and, you're, and you're running from Jason and Jason's not running. You're running as fast as you can, and the second you turn around, he's in your face. That's what I feel yeah. like Big Vic is. I feel like, yeah. oh, I'm going to throw this cross-court pass to get away from him. Oh, I'm going I'm to drive 94 feet to run away from him, and then next thing you look up, and he's snatching your shit out of midair. You know what I mean? Like right, he's, he's everywhere. Omnipresent. Yeah. He's everywhere. He and Chet so is not. Brown. And Chet is not the same. He's just long, skinny, and unavoidable, right? He's just unavoidable in a different way. And I think Vic, for everybody who says, I, I won't say who, but somebody said, oh, man, that's, I've seen Bol Bol do that. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, right. let, let, the, the, let the that ir- be. The irony, of the, the irony of the person saying that is that Vic's putting up numbers that he put up as a rookie. Like, that's the company and- Vic is keeping. And that's why it was said. That's why mm-hmm. it, that that ain't that special. That's why mm-hmm. it was said to illustrate okay. how special okay. it was. It A little was agenda not. there, yeah, yeah. And and the fact I think that Bobo probably played on a dude's son's AAU team, so he's trying to hype him. It was like a multi-layered, multi-layered. Okay. Thing. So this is what you I come what to I mean? you for. Yeah, I come to you. Yeah, okay. See, beneath the surface, beneath, I get, I get it. Yeah, but that's that's still a bridge too far for me to have to sell to somebody. Cause Big Vic, mm. Big Slim is somebody that, like, literally, he defies description. He's so See, look, much further this is all, along. The whole conversation is all you're doing. This is all you're doing. See, I'm telling you, I'm on to something. This is all you do when you talk when you talk about him, you watch him. This is all you're doing the whole time. No. Not, yeah, okay, but I, I do that. I do that for. I'm gonna stop trying to make. Too. I'm gonna stop trying to make fetch a thing. Okay. I'm a, I'm I do stop. that for relatives. I do that for relatives too. And all I, I think about and we're talking about, all I'm doing is shaking my damn head. That ain't and that mm-hmm. ain't a good thing. All right, that's true. <laughs> so two, there's multiple connotations to that. You're right. You're right. Multiple but, connotations. 
But it's but like I, he's I, a, I'm, he's I'm a looking forward to. I'm, I'm so looking forward to seeing him. I saw him his first game, and you could you could see it coming. But yeah. when the Spurs realize that he's their best player, when the NBA realizes that he's like going to be an All Star this year on all yeah. def- all defensive player this year, like he does three or four things in a game, like every game that you're like, oh, how did he do that? Like Euro right. stepping from the three point line to dunk on you. Or, oh, yeah. you think you've got me out of position, and I'm going to do is put my hand up, and the ball is going to come to me like Spider-Man. Like, this is yeah. stuff is amazing, and it's only going to get better. That's what's crazy. Like, he's only going to get better in terms of his strength, um, his uh, basketball IQ, his skill. And Pop makes it a point to talk about what a willing passer he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is an under under discussed part of his game, um, but just at both ends, man. It's just you know I, since we're doing movie references, I, I thought of Elliot and Bedazzled. You know, like he's not even a creative player. Like 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 my son plays two K a lot. Like I wouldn't let my son create some seven four dude that shoots pull up threes right. and and handles the ball like that. Like nah, man, that's cheating. Like that's we can't not even realistic. use right. We can't even use cheat code anymore. Like it's just okay. No, that's it's now. It's like okay. He's a he's a big Vic. Like he is one of one. Any cliche that you can come up with. But again, I, I could not have imagined seeing a player like this because I, I look at KD and I look at Giannis and I look at all the the steps in the evolution of uh, the prototypical NBA player and how they got taller. And faster and more skilled with more range, and then this seven twelve come along. You know what I'm saying? It's like wait, wait, wait. This just it, it, it defies description. It defies imagination. And the crazy thing is, it was supposed to take a minute. I think the last time you and I talked about Wimbenyama, we were talking about how it's like you know people get out of control with the hype and the expectations and all the pressure and this, that, and the other put on him and give him time. Like, he he ain't need time. He, he went for 30. He was the best player on the court with KD and Booker on the court in his fifth game. In his fifth game. Who does that? Like, Mike, <clears throat> Michael Jordan, I think, scored 35 in his fourth game. And that's because Michael Jordan is the super scorer who, like, literally, that's what he does. Scoring ain't going to be Big Vic's calling card. Like, everything is going to be his calling card. He just happened to score. And remind, and mind you, think about this. He scored 38 on the second night of not quite a back-to-back, but a second night of playing the same team in the same building. So they had film on him, right? They saw him. They were able to judge his length. They were able to scout him directly, and he got better. Usually you catch people off guard. Oh, you can't gauge his height. You can't gauge his length. Like his height is literally any seven four is to be continued. You know what I mean? Like that's how tall he is. It's just literally <laughs> right. you just keep right. going. Right. But the fact that it wasn't the other team that made the adjustment to seeing him the first time, it was Big Slim that made the adjustment to seeing a team for the second time. So now when you're seeing him, okay, let's see how he does the first time against Jokic, who he probably won't be guarding, right? but he's going to be coming over and helping. And then watch him the second time he goes against them. And it's like, oh, he processes information quicker. And that goes to, like, the passing. The passing is anticipation, right? Same thing when you play a team for a second time. You know what's coming. You know how to operate. You know what sweet spots on the floor you're going to be able to get to. This is going to be like this. There was this Jay-Z interview they did with the Breakfast Club maybe like seven, eight years ago. And he was trying to tell everybody at Rockefeller, or whatever label, might have been Rockefeller. And he was like, hey, y'all, there's this kid that's coming. His name is 50 Cent. Flood the market with whatever music you got because when he comes out, ain't nothing happening. And then he said, and then mm-hmm. In the Club came out. And then every, he was like, we gonna have to, you got to wait out the next 18 months. Like, you're going to have to wait out this wave. And that's what Victor Wimbenyama is, except you might have to wait out the next 15 years. Like, get your yeah. wins in now. If you can get some dubs in, this is our, in, this is our dubs in now. Because this yeah. is going to be as easy as it gets. Hmm. So, 
going back to assignments and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking the other day, like, are you going to pretty much every opportunity you get, you're going to try to get to a, a women Yama game? As long as it ain't in San Antonio. As, and I okay, say that. You, you talk about waiting out the next 15 years. It feels like you go, whether you like it or not, you're going to end up in San Antonio quite a yeah, bit. I'm gonna wind, yeah, I'm going to wind up. I'm going to wind up in San Antonio, a place that I'm – dude, that was the last place I wanted him to go. And I like the Spurs organization. Like, Yeah, basketball. That, yeah, um, you're talking about non-basketball I'm, reasons. Yeah, yeah. That, there's people that yeah. I'm really fond of, so I want people to take that the wrong way. Like, But yeah. it's like, man, if you could have gone – like, don't get me wrong, I didn't want him in Charlotte either. You know what I mean? I didn't want him in a way station. But as far as for his own greatness, that's probably no greater incubator than San Antonio. As far for as sure. for me and my own edification – you know what I mean? For where I do or don't want to be. But you know what, honestly? Uh, but honestly, I, but here's, here's my problem with you, Goodwill. I don't want to hear that you don't want to be in San Antonio, but you don't want to be in Vegas either. You, you just basically <clears> say you just want to be in your house? You just want to be no. inside? No. Okay. I love I mean, DC. Which one is it? No, no, no. Okay. No, I love DC. Right. I love New okay. York. I love, I absolutely adore New Orleans. New Orleans, should, All-Star should be in New Orleans every year. I have petitioned the NBA I don't for that. Know. And, and this and this this is hard Every for me year. to say. It's the it's the hometown. I the older I get, the less I like New Orleans for events. Now, when I grew up there and I was living there, and I could leave and go to the east and go home when it was over with, that's one thing. But when I'm now that I'm a visitor there, whether it's Bayou Classic, whether it's Super Bowl, whether it's Final Four, whatever it is, All Star, like downtown New Orleans is just a shit show for traffic. For, you talk about Vegas, like New Orleans is worse. New Orleans but you is can less walk around New traffic. Orleans, but you can walk through New Orleans. Right. Yeah, the, the downtown is done, a total. Man. My feet be hurting, man. Like, if I try, if I try to walk a whole damn city, <laughs> especially in the rain. Now you talking about you know? now you talk now you talking about me, right? Now you no. talking about me. Now, that yes, was my get off my lawn moment. Yeah, and the food in New Orleans ain't no ain't oh, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you yeah, you walk it. into uh you walk into New Orleans, New, New Orleans food is the Victor Wembanyama of cuisine. There's just there's, there's New Orleans food and there's everything else, right? So yes, so I got I got yeah. no so yeah. Don't make it seem like Vinny hates every NBA city. Vinny loves most NBA cities. I'm going to Oklahoma okay. City in a week. You think you, okay. you think that's right. how I'm trying to kick it? So so how good can Chet be? So if we're talking about like. If we're talking about Vic owning the league for the next 15 years, like, where's Chet in that conversation? Well, it, I would compare it to, like, playing Monopoly. <clears throat> you land on something, you like, you land on Park Place or you land on Boardwalk. Maybe Chet is Park Place. Wait, is, it, is Boardwalk, is Boardwalk then Park Place? At the end I, of the I was game? never I, a Monopoly person, so I'm stumped I on that it. one. I was never so yeah. whichever one like at at your last right before you about to cross go is Park Place and is Boardwalk and those are the two most expensive properties. All right. If Ch- if if Big Vic is Boardwalk and that's the that's the final one, then Chet yeah. is Park Place. And I, I'm starting okay. to think is it's inverted. I think he's going to be that good. I think when I saw him in college and when I talked to people, the name that came up for me, believe it or not, was people saying was Kevin Garnett. People were saying Kevin Garnett for Chet. And it's hard to imagine because he's not barking, he's not screaming, he ain't black. You know, that sort of thing. But that's what I see. I see the versatility. Now, there was a Twitter post that I'm going to send to you later where someone just completely overhyped Chet doing like a inverted 5-1 pick and roll and said, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. And I'm like most big man can actually do that. So I'm, I'm going to be very careful on the hype machine because Chet is actually really good. I'm just not going to say that the normal things that he does, like the, the child support level things that he does, is going to be like above and beyond. But as a whole, like child support being things that you should be doing. I know what exactly I mean. what you meant. I No, okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. No, I, you had the, you had the confused it? look on your face. You no, I wasn't confused. No, it wasn't. It, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a confused look. It was. A, it was more of an admiration, in that we have gone from quoting Chris Rock and saying, "Well, I ain't never been to jail. I take care of my kids." We want a cookie, so we don't have to quote it. Now we just refer to it as the child support things. So I just thought that that was impressive 
And I don't know if you just do that normally or if you just do it with me because you know I get it. Because you ain't had to explain it to me. The audience may be so, but, but I got it the first time. I just was impressed at how smooth you worked that in there. Like, oh, the child sport thing's like, damn. Like, that was, that was like a passing reference if I ever heard one. But you were saying. No, nah, I appreciate that. No, but I, I think I think the versatility that he has. And I don't think this is going to be, oh, man, we're going to have le- kids coming into league every year that can do this. I don't think that's the case. I think we have two unicorns that happen to enter the league at the same time. Players mm-hmm. who don't like each other, mind you, they don't like each other either. That's the that's no the shit. Stuff. They do not kick it. Is that with each is that other. commonly known? I'm sorry. Is that commonly known? Why well, I mean, I would com- they, well, I think it's, Why would they like each other? Because one's from France, and you know, like when would they you still, ever cross you still play each other on like the Nike circuits and stuff like that? Like, okay, you know, the world is smaller okay. than ever. That's, and that's and true. here's the thing, man. You gonna look? Did Marlow and Avon like each other when they battling for corners? They battling for the so, skinny man corner. Is this, is this commonly known? I didn't, I, I never heard. I, I don't think it's commonly known. Rivalry there. I don't think okay. it's commonly known, but it will be known when those two play each other. And you hear when you know normally there's an admiration between young players. Oh yeah, I really yeah. like his game. Blah blah blah. Yeah. When you hear yeah. them say, yeah, he head butted me. Yeah, he all right. When you hear start hearing oh, that, you're yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Now that you mention it, okay, yeah. So, okay. so that, huh. so that's where that's where it's gonna be at. And look, if the two skinny dudes are the only dudes in the league who are gonna have a rivalry, Smith, then that's the rivalry I'm going to invest in. <laughs> um, it, so let me ask you this: Let's say there was a world without Wimby. Let's say there were there was a world without if if if, if Victor Wembanyama <clears throat> were not in the league right now, what mm-hmm. would we be saying about Chet Holmgren? Everything we saying about Vic. With the exception of him being like Jason, mm-hmm. we would be saying the possibilities are endless. We would be saying the Oklahoma City Thunder have cornered the market on futures in the league, which they might very well anyway, because they got all the picks and they still got players, which I think the picks thing, to be perfectly honest, is kind of overplayed because you can own all these draft picks, but you can't play them. And even if you right. do play them, you can't pay them because you live in Oklahoma yeah. City. Like, you can only play yeah. 12 guys. You can only do so much at once. So it's cute, and the nerds like it and everything else. But, like, once again, a little bit a little bit on the overkill side, right? I know I sound like a hater yeah. right now, but I'm not trying to be. Well, so you know what I mean? We're old, though. We just got less tolerance than we used to for silliness. It's, no, I, I, I understand. I'm working on, I'm working I, on I my patience. I am. I'm working on my patience. I've been told. You got to get You know what you got to do? You got to get off of X. And I don't mean the drug. I mean the, the app. You got to get you got to get off of Twitter. The app formerly known as Twitter. That's not good. For, I've been a, I've been a much more mellow person the less I've been on social media. Just saying. Um, it's not even it's it's life. It's it's people who annoy me so much now. Like someone says, like you're a sixty year old man in a you know thirty eight year old man's body. And I'm like, no, just stop doing stupid That's shit. A good, that is an apt description of Vincent Goodwill. Yes, yes, you you're an old soul. If I ever met one. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Speaking of old... All right, mm-hmm. so we are recording this on Monday afternoon, November 6th. Tonight, James Harden makes his latest debut. He definitely got the record for trade requests and debuts. Uh, yep. James Harden makes his latest debut as a member of the L.A. Clippers. Uh, he's going to start alongside Russell Westbrook. And you know you had a lot of trade demands in your career. When you keep coming back to the same dudes, like like James Harden has run through every co-star, every superstar in the league. This is like his third time playing Russell Westbrook. Like, like they've already done this already. They, that, they've done this once. before. <clears throat> yeah, all right. So, but he's starting alongside Russ, Paul George, uh, and Kawhi. But what's most interesting to me is that Westbrook, for now, is considered the point guard. 
um, mm. and not the guy who led the league in assists per game last year. So with Harden, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier about like we have, we've made it only about the playoffs and just as a as a as a culture, you know, mm-hmm. the way we discuss the NBA is all about the playoffs and what you do in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't care about the regular season. But I, I said a long time ago that I thought that maybe James Harden was just made to entertain us from November to April. You know, like maybe that was maybe that that's his calling. It's just to entertain us. Back when he was in Houston and you know putting up historic offensive numbers, so. I think about Maya Angelou, and I think about when people show you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. And so I look at James Harden, and I say, okay, like everything else with James Harden, this is going to end badly, right? Like, you're putting him alongside Westbrook, Kawhi, Paul George, all of whom, in one way, shape, or form, have unreliability as part of, a, a part of their characteristics, whether it's availability whether it's um, offensive efficiency or whether it's showing up in big moments, all of them have questions about their reliability. If they even stay on the court together, right? They're all, I believe, free agents after this year. It seems as combustible a chemistry experiment as I can imagine. And yet, there's a part of me that's like, could this work? Could they, could these guys actually like could Ty Lue get them to sacrifice? Could James Harden be like, yo, this my I ain't getting uh, this is my last shot of getting paid? Could they actually figure out a way to make this work again, provided they stay on the court together? Well, I think there's a better chance of this working than in Philadelphia, which I didn't think would work from the moment that they got together. <clears throat> he, he and okay. Joel Embiid. Here's the Why is that? here's the thing. I feel like they have the same fatal flaw. You can't he depend on them. Yeah. You can't depend on them in the last five minutes of a game. Mm-hmm. With James, here's the one thing I will say about James. And it's going to sound like a defense of him. But to rewind, in Brooklyn, he wanted to get out when Kyrie Irving started losing his mind. That sounds like a wise man. Okay? Right? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Sounds like a lie. Can't, you, can't, you can't blame him for that. You can't blame him for right. that. Right. Yeah. All right. I see, I see leave, where this is going. And leaving Philly, you take a pay cut. Yeah. It appears that it was a wink, wink, not, not sort of thing that right. was not fulfilled on. Breach of right. trust leads to get me out of here. So now you're either way, yeah. you're on your last stop. The macro lead. The, and you, the, and used the, to that run its course. Right. Micro leads to macro. People don't care about the details. All we care about is where are you now? So he's at his last stop, theoretically. Mm -hmm. James Harden is still a pretty damn good basketball player. Like, you may not be able to depend on him as being your second best player, but if he's your third best player. He might be their fourth. He may be their their fourth on some nights. No, on some nights. As a general sense, yeah. 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 No, general general sense, he's third in his pecking order. But he might be fourth on some nights. And and and, and not to cut you off, yeah, it yeah. felt like in Brooklyn, that's what he was counting on. Was like, oh, mm-hmm. I could be second or third here. It ain't all on me the way it was in Houston. In Philly, he's not good enough to be second on a championship team alongside a guy, to your point, that has his own flaws. But, again, if they're all healthy and he's the third banana, even fourth, that's not a bad spot for him. That's part of the reason why I'm optimistic. And the one thing you know about him, he's like Pac-Man. He's going to eat up games. He's going to eat up minutes. Like, you know that he's going to show up and play, like you said, from now until April. Who knows what happens in May and June, but all you need him there for is to get you to the playoffs while those guys low manage or deal with injuries or whatever it is. And if he's your third best player in the playoffs, that means he's Chris Bosh. That means he's Austin Reeves. That means he's Mm. Michael Porter Jr., which means – you never think of those guys as guys who lose you games, right? You don't think of Michael Porter Jr. for the Nuggets. Ah, if he had a two for 16 game, you would think about it, but you ain't pointing the finger directly. But if Michael Porter Jr. scores you 40 in the playoff game, you're winning the series. If James Harden as his third best player scores 40 once, you're winning the series. If he scores 40 twice, man, you are cooking with something special. Because that means if he that scores 40 twice and then has stinkers the rest of the way, you're losing that series as Philadelphia. It, but here's the thing. 
if he has two stinkers in the playoff series as your third best player, that just means he's your third mm-hmm. best player. You know what I mean? Yeah. That doesn't guarantee yeah. that you lose a series. But if he gives you some transcending yeah. games, baby, you got something. And if you don't yeah. have Paul and you don't have Kawhi, you're cooked anyway, no matter what he does. So I think it's a yeah. low risk, high sort of high reward possibility for them when all they have is what do the Clippers have? Disappointment. Nothing to lose. What I'll tell you what they don't have, something to lose <laughs> at this point. It's, it, was, it was the perfect spot for him. It was the only spot for him. It's the perfect mm-hmm. spot for him. I, I just – I don't want to keep falling for the banana in the tailpipe because it always ends badly with him, whether it's a partnership uh, with an individual player or mm-hmm. an organization, and he's yeah. been the common denominator. This but, is the last yeah, one. Yeah, I mean – This is the last one. But it, but it does feel he like ain't Antonio Brown. Here. He ain't – you know what I'm saying? He ain't Antonio Brown. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. Right. No, the track record ain't great, but he ain't that. No, he's not. He, he's not problematic, I would say. Um, yeah, he's, he, he can be toxic in his own way, but he's not problematic. I'm, we've all we've all been I, toxic. I, I'd be interested. I'm actually I've spent enough time beating up on him till at this point. I'm like, I want to see it work. I really do. I want to see. I want to see it work for James because I've had enough of talking about James Harden in that context of what do you want out of this basketball life? What do you? What are you searching for? What are you trying to accomplish? What's important to you? Like, I'm tired of talking about him from a trade request perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, I would much rather see him actually. You know, do something in the postseason. And not just in the NBA Cup to, to bring the conversation full circle. <laughs> I hope they, I hope they ain't go to the Clippers to win the NBA Cup. Um, hey man, I appreciate. I, I, you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't I mind spending the finals oh, yeah. in LA. I wouldn't mind spending the finals in LA. I don't think I'll be but there, not, but but not Vegas. Not Vegas. We got to get you on. We gonna get you on Vegas. That's my next assignment. You come and kick it with me in Vegas. All right. Get your permission you to sign first. Uh, not only do I have a permission slip signed, I have a, 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 I have an account. Uh, like I have, I, I, I put in putting money aside. Like I have a petty cash account, my allowance, what I am allowed to blow in Vegas. See, that's the key to Vegas. If you go to Vegas, you have to have a certain number that you are comfortable losing, and that number yes. is different for everybody. But Absolutely. you cannot sit at them tables and just wing it. You got to have a budget. You got to say, I'm losing this, and if I lose this, I will not lose sleep. When you start going above and beyond that, you start getting crazy with it and just kind of like going with the flow, that's when you get in trouble, and that's when, that's when you, uh, you got problems at home. So no, I, I've, I've learned that. Don't hit that ATM too many times. You know, go out there with your allotted amount of money that you're willing to lose. Just so. dinner, and let's discuss our workload. Got a hell of a load. <laughs> By the way, I think this this was a record. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and call it. This was a record for references in one podcast. Congratulations! You are, you are we the Victor Wimbenyama of pop culture, black cinema references in in, in, in a single conversation. You're, you're the king, my friend. We did it. We did it. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk. I'll talk to you later. Be good. Appreciate you. are true overwhelming power sauce of destiny yes the most legendary sauce has arrived as mcdonald's transforms into the anime world of wickdonald's the greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili mcdonald's sauce to make your 10-piece wick nuggets fries and sprite ultra powerful unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at wickdonald's ba-da-ba-ba-ba go and participate in mcdonald's for a limited time while supplies last